What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast presented to you by PHLSportsNation.com. My name is Matt Lupe, and today we're going to be talking about stock up and stock down for a few key Eagles players going into the second week of preseason, but also going into roster cuts. Roster cuts are starting among, uh, around the entire league right now, and the Eagles are going to be making some cuts. They just made a few, including on Johnson and Luke Jeriga. on Johnson just recently cleared waivers. Nobody picked him up or put a waiver in for him, so he did revert to the Eagles' IR because he was released with an injury settlement. So, anyways, there's going to be a lot of movement with this Eagles roster right now, and I think week one of preseason gave the Eagles an idea of who's going to be staying on the roster, who is going to be leaving the roster. Um, my last two podcasts were a 53-man roster prediction, so make sure you check those out if you haven't done so already. We did the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball to try to cover all of them. Um, there is going to be a lot of fluctuation, so it'll be interesting to see what the final roster looks like compared to what my prediction was <clears throat> before the first week of preseason. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. We're going to be talking about, like I said, stock up, stock down. First things first, let's talk about stock up. Let's start with some positives. First one, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins, um, Jalen Rager just came, or um, Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry, just came out with a quote saying, Quez Watkins is no longer a secret around the league. Um, he is explosive. And he showed that week one of preseason with a 78-yard touchdown, um, a screen by Joe Flacco, um, not Jalen Hurts. Joe Flacco threw him a screen, took it straight to the house, pretty much untouched the entire way. And I think, so when the Eagles drafted Quez Watkins, they knew he was an explosive player coming from Southern Missouri. Um, you know, he, he has all the traits to be a Z receiver in this league. Um, however, there were some concerns about his level of competition. Um, his size, et cetera, et cetera. First year in the league, he really didn't produce much the first 10, 12 weeks. Then, getting into the later part of the season when Jalen Hurts took over as the quarterback, Quez Watkins found himself on the field more and more consistently. Quez Watkins made the most of this, and he did tally one touchdown against the Cardinals, and then he also had a big play against the Cowboys, if you guys remember that as well. So Quez Watkins, we saw a little bit of flash from him um, and then in preseason apparently he's been the guy at wide receiver and then now all of a sudden first week of preseason takes a home run to the house and he could have had two honestly early in the game the first drive or the second drive I forget which one Jalen Hurts threw a ball to him and at this point Quez Watkins was playing the boundary receiver he's playing that x position and man he he could have got it um, him and Jalen Hurts were off by about one step and the only reason that happened was because he got a little bit thrown off course by the cornerback. In his press post-game um, press conference, he did say that there was a little bit of a hold. I didn't see a hold. I saw him get pushed a little bit, which is it's legal. And um, when he got shoved, he got thrown off course. And that is where his size becomes a concern. I, I was texting someone during the game. Um, we're talking about Quez. And I said, this is my only concern about Quez Watkins. If he is going to elevate to be a number one receiver for the Eagles or number two option, he's got to be able to put on size and play that boundary position. Because if he can't do that, you're stuck with him running screens, slants, which he's good at. He can score, as we saw um, a couple drives later. He can take that to the house. But if he's not going to add some play strength, he's not going to be as effective as we hope he is. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, hopefully he continues to perfect his craft and become a more versatile receiver. 
But going on, we're going to stick at the wide receiver position, stock up. Jalen Rager. So Jalen Rager is the biggest, one of the biggest question marks for the Eagles this season. He was the first round pick in 2020. Um, a lot of people have high expectations for him, including myself. A lot of people, on the contrary, they uh, kind of bail on him. They didn't like the pick in the first place. They don't think that he had a good season in 2020, which is understandable, but he missed about six games and it was a rookie wide receiver. Um, people get so caught up with the Justin Jefferson comparisons. But anyways, big, big year for Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager has been making some noise in training camp. He started off really slow because he failed his conditioning. Um, he got into it with Nick Sirianni, or Nick Sirianni got, it, got into it with him about, uh, I don't even know what happened, but there were some question marks early in training camp. And then next thing you know, you're seeing play after play made by him, um, highlight reel catches. I mean, the one that just happened this week against the Patriots in their joint practice, that is one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Um, he, the one-hand catch, backhanded the ball. I mean, it's it's impressive what he could do as a player. And this is what I expected out of Jalen Rager when he came from TCU. This is the Jalen Rager that I was vouching for, that the Eagles take him in the first round, no matter if Justin Jefferson was on the board or not. Um, preseason week one, start off with a pretty bad drop. The ball was a little bit low from Jalen Hurts, but he should have caught that ball. First round pick, he should have uh, caught that ball. And then after that, you know, didn't really see too much of Jalen Rager, but he did have one really nice play, um, ran a nice out route and left the, the Steelers corner in the dust. So you could see his explosion is there. His speed is there. His route running is there. And you see in practice the jump, I mean, man, the jump ball ability, that is what the Eagles really were targeting um, when they drafted him. Now we're seeing it, work him in the red zone, and uh, he's going to be special. So Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, those are my first two stock-up players. Moving on to defense, Alex Singleton started the game. I believe he played almost the entire first half. Could be wrong. Um, Alex Singleton, when you saw it, when you watched him last season, he was all over the field. Watched him in the preseason week one, yet again, all over the field. I mean, this man is a maniac. He can make play after play after play. He's a tackling machine. He is always around the ball, and nothing has changed since then. And the commentators made a good point. Alex Singleton missed some time because he was on the COVID list. So he was out of practice probably like two weeks, came back in preseason. They wanted to get him some extra reps because he wasn't practicing quite a bit. And the man just looked like he's ready to play week one, no, no doubt about it. Um, I don't see how you can take Alex Singleton off the field as a linebacker. I know the Eagles have some question marks at linebacker, but Alex Singleton is a dog, and he deserves to be starting week one and playing almost every single snap. Excited what he can do for a full year. Next up, Elijah Riley. Elijah Riley is a player that I predicted to make the final roster at the safety position. Um, he is, he's coming out of West Point um, as a corner safety hybrid, really just a really athletic defensive back. And Elijah Riley, I think, has more upside than Marcus Epps. The Eagles have seen what Marcus Epps can do. And I think Elijah Riley provides a little bit more upside than that. So that's why I chose him as my fifth safety on the 53-man roster prediction. And you saw week one, Elijah Riley had an interception. So... Um, I think he has a pretty good chance of making the team. That definitely helped his cases a lot, making plays, and uh, excited what he can do in week two of preseason against the Patriots. And my last stock up is going to be Sua Apeta. Um, 
Opeta, so Brandon Brooks played – oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking the wrong thing. Brandon Brooks played right guard. Um, he started to play one drive. Opeta played and started at left guard and played pretty well. So, unfortunately, I did leave him off of my 53-man roster prediction. Um, after reading some reports about what he was doing in training camp, I quickly regretted my decision, and um, I think he's definitely going to be making the team. And it showed the Eagles coaching staff's trust in him and how much they are high on him um, for starting him in the preseason and playing him quite a bit. So Suo Opeta, um, pretty good player. I think he got some experience in 2020. And I think if anything happens in 2021, um, he's going to be next up at the guard position. Um, if, say, Marley or Brandon Brooks goes down with injury. And keep in mind, he'll probably start on the PUP list to start the season. But the Eagles also have Landon Dickerson, um, fantastic guard and center there from Alabama. Um, super, super excited to uh, get him finally on the field because if injuries happen, Landon Dickerson, I mean, he's a top 15 talent if he didn't have those injuries. Granted, that's a big red flag with the injuries. Uh, I don't think he's finished an entire season in his college career, but he is a very, very talented offensive lineman there. Um, moving on to stock down. So these are players that – their chances are hurting um, for making the final roster and uh, just not sure what they're going to bring to the table if they're going to make the roster or if they do make the roster, you know, what's their impact going to be? Are there players that are better than better suited to get playing time than them, most likely? So first things first, Nick Mullins. Um, Jason Avant had an awesome quote about Nick Mullins. Um, I believe it was on the Farsi show. And he said, Nick Mullins can spin it, but he spins it to the wrong team more often than not. Um, that was awesome. I think he, he got right on the money. Nick Mullins, from what I've seen, has had a pretty strong training camp. And um, Elliot Shore Parks said that Nick Mullins has been the best quarterback three that the Eagles have had on their roster for a long time. And that's saying a lot because they had – in 2019, it was Carson Wentz, Josh McCown, and Nate Sudfeld. I mean, Nate Sudfeld is a pretty solid quarterback right there. But we get into preseason. Um, I believe his first passing attempt was an interception. It was a very ugly one. And after that, he just looked bad. I mean, I think all Eagles fans were super excited to see this new roster, new coaching staff in action. So the first quarter was exciting to watch. Second quarter was like, okay, like we'll keep it on. And then Nick Mullins in the second half, it was like, why am I even watching this? Um, he solidified that he is not going to be making the 53-man roster prediction. So my prediction of saying the Eagles are going to keep two quarterbacks was pretty on the money. Um, I think that that's, that's what they're going to do. They'll cut Nick Mullins. If he clears waivers, maybe he'll go back to the practice squad. But, man, there's no reason the Eagles should waste a roster spot on Nick Mullins after seeing what he did in week one of preseason. Moving on from Nick Mullins, um, we're going to stay in the wide receiver position. So first things first, John Hightower. John Hightower is someone that I was pretty high on um, coming out of college. He proved me right a little bit um, at the start of the season, and then he kind of fell off. And uh, as Jason Avant said, he's a very talented receiver, but he just wasn't there mentally. After that bad drop against the Ravens, um, he didn't have the mental capacity to get back on the field and make an impact. So... John Hightower, um, pretty big season upcoming for him if he makes the roster. But I did, in my 53-man roster prediction, I did keep him over Quez Watkins. 
shortly after John Hightower goes down with an injury, and he's been sitting out right now. And John Hightower being a speedy receiver, his chances are not in his favor right now. With Quez Watkins absolutely balling out, Jalen Rager playing really well. Um, I mean, even J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is looking okay. I mean, I don't think they keep him, but right now I feel like he would be more of a, a threat to keep than John Hightower would, and that's saying something. So the fact that, I mean, I feel bad for the kid because he's there's nothing he can do about it, and his age is a big, big red flag. When he was drafted, he was already 24 years old, I believe. So right now, entering his second year, he's 25. Um, that's that's pretty old. I mean, it's, it's not old, but... Um, when you see draft picks come to the league at 20 years old, 21 years old, you have three, four years before they get to where John Hightower is right now. So is he that valuable um, to be given a second contract when he's 27 years old? I don't think so. Um, anyways, John Hightower, um, feel bad for him because he is injured right now. He can't get on the field, um, but the fact that he is not available is hurting him a lot. So John Hightower, I don't think right now he's going to make, be making the team um, at the wide receiver position. Jalen Rager and Jalen or Quez Watkins um, definitely have the edge over him. So I think the final wide receiver group are, is probably going to be Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham. If they keep six, it's going to come down to J.J. or John Hightower, unless the Eagles want to sign a veteran, um, which there have been no, you know, uh, rumors of them doing so but uh, if they do want to keep six it's going to come down to those two or someone on the outside next up we have another wide receiver it's Travis Fulgham Travis Fulgham is another big question mark going into 2021 similar to Jalen Rager a um, lot of ups a lot of downs in 2020 and Travis Fulgham had stats to be one of the best wide receivers in 2020 through a four-game stretch a lot of Eagles fans were high on him. Um, he was showing a lot of promise. And then he just disappeared. Um, part of that was because Doug Peterson wanted to start Alshon Jeffrey over um, Travis Fulgham, which was a big mistake in my opinion. However, when he was on the field, he really wasn't doing much. And in training camp, this is an opportunity for him to show the new coaching staff, hey, that player you saw on film for four weeks, that's who I am. I'm not the player that deserved to be benched. I'm not the player that had these drops. I'm not the player that was cut from the Lions after they drafted me, et cetera, et cetera. And so far, I haven't seen him in training camp. I mean, I haven't been there. But from what I've heard in reports, he's not been helping himself at all. Um, he's been mediocre, not been flashy. So going into the season, I thought John Hightower, I'm not John Hightower, Travis Fulgham was a very big um, consideration to be that starting X receiver because he's bigger, he has NFL experience, and as we thought, he had a lot of talent. However, as we go on and seeing what these, these players do in practice and preseason, Travis Fulgham's probably not going to start now. Um, I would say week one, you're going to see three receivers on the field. It's going to be Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager are going to be in the slot. So Fulgham's going to get on the field. He's going to make the team. But, man, the progression that we all expected him to make, I don't think he's been making those strides at all. And we're going to end off with one last pass catcher, Tyree Jackson. 
Tyree Jackson, um, he has been, so far, it's only been one week in preseason, but he's been the fan favorite in preseason. So he was a quarterback at Buffalo, um, converted to tight end. This is his first year as tight end, and he's been making a lot of noise in training camp. He's been making play after play. Um, He's huge. I mean, he's just a natural catching the ball, very good athlete. Going into preseason, nothing changed. Once he got on the field, he was making an impact. He was getting target after target after target, really in receptions, um, really had a nice game. And this has a big impact because a lot of people thought that Zach Ertz would be gone by now, myself included. And seeing Tyree Jackson and what he could do on the field, if the Eagles have a trade partner that they've been talking to a little bit, they can say, hey, Zach Ertz, we're going to trade you now because we have someone that can replace you. Now, it looks more likely than not Zach Ertz is going to stay after all. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. But Tyree Jackson, anyways, let's get to the chase. Tyree Jackson has been playing well. He's been doing everything he can in practices and games to be that tight end too. He deserves to be that tight end too. However, just suffered an injury. He's going to be out for 8 to 10 weeks. Um, we'll see what happens. Eagles might throw him on the IR or something, but he's not going to be on the 53-man roster. They're not going to waste a roster spot for him. I feel bad for him because the Eagles are probably going to keep another tight end over him, like Jason Kroom, um, Hakeem Butler. One of those two, I would imagine, will get the spot. But um, Tyree Jackson, man, he had a just a just extreme progression this season, his first year as tight end, taken away from him. Um so we'll see what happens at the tight end position, but that definitely throws a little bit of a curveball in there because a lot could have changed if Tyree Jackson was going to be a guy that is going to get significant playing time. But now he is not. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight. The Eagles, if you're listening to this the day that this drops, the Eagles will play the Patriots um, week two of preseason. They've been practicing together all week, so it's exciting to see those battles come to life on the field. And, uh, yeah, make sure you tune in. And next week, we're going to do something similar, stock up, stock down into week three of the preseason and then see what the Eagles are going to do for these roster cuts, maybe make some predictions. Um, But yeah, I'm getting really excited for this season to start. Um, Hope you guys are too. Thank you again so much for the support. Make sure you stick with us every single week. We release episodes um, every week. Birds Banter Podcast available on all podcast platforms. Again, my name is Matt Luby. I'm your host. You can find us on social media, Birds Banter on Twitter, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram. And I will check you, catch you all next week for another Birds Banter podcast. See ya. Go Birds.